welcome back and thanks for tuning in to a real podcast where everyone can relate. Here's another episode of Thin Line Between Sports and Hate with your host, Charlie Brown, joined by his co-host, Nobleman. Thin Line Between Sports and Hate is supported by our sponsor. Looking for great tasting cupcakes? Substance Custom Cakes brings you a variety of cupcake desserts, whether you have your own idea or just want to satisfy your sweet tooth. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook at Substance Custom Cakes. Check out our other sponsor, Sheet Metal Supreme, bringing you the latest in a line of fashion for construction workers. Creating custom tees and hard hats with a cool, unique design. When you place your order, use discount code CHARLIE, that's C-H-A-R-L-I-E, and get 12% off your purchase. Follow them online at SheetMetalSupreme.com and Instagram at SheetMetalSupreme. Episode of Thin Line Between Sports and Hate, and I'm your host Charlie Brown. Sunday, NBA. Let's talk about it. Church edition. C H U U C H. Spring of the Church. And that was the great Al Green right there. Everything's gonna be alright. For you youngers out there, broaden your horizons. Expand your palate. Put some old school on there. Get an old soul. Probably be more humble. And we're back. I'm feeling great. This Sunday, God bless you with food on your plate. Just another episode of Thin Line Between Sports and Hate. And I got some topics I want to get into. Got some few people joining me in a little while. But right now, you stuck with me. (laughs) And I want to say thank you for um, all the viewers out there. I'm getting quicker, better, and more feedback. The more and more episodes I put out. And what I want to talk about first is organizations. In sports, how important is an organization to a player? Does it make them or break them? And when you think of an organization, there's the owner, the president, GM, and coach. And sometimes you can have a head coach. Play in multiple positions. Like Tom Thibodeau. John Gruden. They aren't your best examples. Especially when Gruden took over the Raiders. And he got rid of. Arguably the best defensive player in the NFL. No reason. You can't tell me one. There's, There's no logical reason. When somebody can think of one, tell me. Because right now I'm just saying he didn't like him. And I'm not talking about race, prejudice, or anything like that. He just didn't like him. And that's why you can't have coaches doing everything. Ego trips. So my question is, does anybody play their position anymore? Are sports franchises better suited for having those positions filled with different people? Or can one man run the show? 
You got a little Popovich plays his position. You have some people like Jerry Jones who doesn't. You know, nobody will be mad if Greg Popovich became a GM or president of basketball operations. He has shown with his resume, he knows what he can do. He He knows what he's doing. There is no question in Popovich. You come to the Spurs, you thought you could play two more years. Guess what? You're playing seven more. And you're playing seven more good years. Not bad years. Not crappy years. Not going out like a lot of players do. You're going to play some good years. You look at an organization like the New England Patriots. Solid foundation. You never hear them about the luxury tax, cap issues, because you know what? You're gone before you can even reach start to decline. Once they see your peak is about to be over, that's it. You're out. That's sometimes a little harsh. But guess what? You probably won a championship, though. Let's not forget that. With Bill Belichick, you're going to win. It has shown in the last 10, 12 years. Tom Brady, six Super Bowl championships. And then you have people like Chip Kelly. Let me remind you what he did to Philly. You got rid of some of the best talent. You got rid of Shaden McCoy where he was top three back. Deshaun Jackson was good. Macklin was good coming off his injury. That team just needed a few more pieces. Completely destroyed that team. There was no process to trust. Like the Philadelphia basketball team. See, sometimes that ego comes into play. What you do with Chip Kelly. Or you do with Tom Thibodeau. You you don't know what you're doing. So you ask too much for a player and you get cursed out by a legend like Pat Riley. I don't believe a coach, until he has shown certain things, should graduate to the GM position, to the president position. You have to show certain things. Tyron Lucian had never been a head coach. We saw what happened post-LeBron era. Luke Walton, to me, still needs another two or three years as an assistant. It's just like the real world, folks. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And to me, when you're an organization and you're dealing with millions and millions and millions of dollars, how can you afford to make silly mistakes like that? Now, I'm not saying it's all the organization fault that sometimes a player doesn't pan out. But guess what? It'll help. There's no reason why you drafted a first round, first overall pick. For example, like an Anthony Bennett, and he turns out to be garbage. I'm sorry, that sounds rough. This Sunday, I shouldn't have said that. But he turns out not to be who, who, who they, who he's supposed to be. That doesn't help out. But had he came to the Cavs while they were. A good organization, if they were a good organization, or if, let's say, the Cavs had a culture like the Spurs, 
He didn't been good. Look what they do with Jonte Murray. Tony Parker. Tony Parker wasn't a real point guard. Go look at those stats. You know, I know we need fresh new blood and faces in the NBA, NFL. You want to see, you know, younger coaches. But guess what? Sometimes these guys aren't ready. They need to coach behind a great one. When you have an organization, there are certain mistakes you just shouldn't repeat season after season after season. I also don't believe the owner should be the face of the franchise. For example, Jerry Jones. When you think of Dallas, you think of Jerry Jones. You don't think of Emmitt or Troy Aikman. You don't, you don't think of their championships, of them taking out Buffalo four straight times. You think of Jerry Jones first and everything comes second. He should have not have the last. And when it comes to picking the draft pick, why does he get to say who who, who does the, the organization draft? Jerry Jones is out there scouting people. He's going to these college games. But I remember at one time, he wanted Johnny Manziel. See, here's the thing. Nowadays, players want to build their brand. They don't want to sit behind some some owner who's not on the field, the court, the ice. They don't want they don't want the when they think of the team, they think of you. When they think of the team, they want to think of the players. That's what they want. And that's not gonna help. You're not gonna have you can have all the talent in the world, it's not gonna work out. For example, 2003, 2004 LA Clippers, to me. Had a phenomenal roster. They had a lot of first round picks. Some of them they acquired, like Corey McGetty and Elton Brand. But Elton Brand was a first round, first overall pick in 99. Corey McGetty, I think, was like a, I think he was the 13th pick in the same draft as Elton Brand. But they drafted Chris Kamen, who was first round, sixth overall pick. They got Quentin Richardson, first round, 18th pick. Keon Doolin, first round, 10th pick. Uh, Melvin Eli, first round, 12th pick. Chris Wilcox, first round, 8th pick. They acquired a young Matt Bonds, uh, Eddie House. They had a veteran in Glenn Rice, Olden Polonese, Bobby Simmons coming into his, his form. I don't understand. Had Brad Stevens coached that team, we would have heard so much news about the L.A. Clippers going to the playoffs. They didn't reach it not one time. And we could also add in after that, they had Darius Miles, all over Candy, the Candy Man. He was known for getting posterized. Supposed to have some of the best defense coming out of college. He was known for getting posterized. Darius Miles, high school, uh, I believe, uh, I think he came out of high school. Was it high school? I'm oh, sorry, don't quote me on that. It's still early. Darius Miles, phenomenal hops. That's where everybody was jumping back then. Desmond Mason, uh, Jason Richardson, Rashad Lewis. You had guys with phenomenal hops just jumping out the gym, but that's all they were doing, really. And then later on in their career, they learned to get a little spot-up three-pointer. And by the way, I was a big Rashad Lewis fan. But that goes to show you organization does have a play in it. How do you not do something with a great team like that?
what happened? They had shooters, guys who could post up, play defense. I should have been a, a team that's ranked in top five in almost every category. Yet they couldn't do nothing. Ricky Davis, phenomenal stats. Didn't do a damn thing in Cleveland. Before LeBron. Excuse me, need to blow my nose a little bit. A little bit under the weather. I think I caught a cold from Nobleman last time he was sick when we were doing the podcast. That was so noble of him. I should have had the face mask on, like Bane. But yeah, to me, at the end of the day, my feel on it, I think if you have a great organization, then you don't draft the wrong talent. You always make good players. Nobody's worried about San Antonio always getting late round picks in the first and second because you know what? They know what they're doing. They're going to make something. I'm glad Golden State drafted these three guys. I actually made something of it. Shout-outs to, um, to Mark Jackson. Who doesn't, give, who doesn't get enough credit? We'll see how good Steve Kerr is after these guys, either KD leave or somebody, or if Klay Thompson leave, or when his team is just too old. Will he retire or will he stay? And we get to see what, he's good, what he can do. I think maybe he'll do all right. Golden State's a good, seem like they're a good organization. They started to step their game up once they had acquired Baron Davis. And from there on, to me, they just started doing better and better. And as we can see now, present day, three championships in four years. Back to back. They're going for the three-peat. But it goes to show you, not all the time you get the talent, you know what to do with it. And I'm telling you, that comes down to organization. You can't blame the player for that. Remember, these kids are coming in 19 years old. And back then, they were coming in straight out of high school until they put a stop on that. Danny Ainge, Magic Johnson, great example of players who knew the game of basketball. And so far, to me, Magic is doing a good job. Listen, when you got a chance to grab the best player in the NBA and you do it... Kudos to you. Danny Age is running Boston like New England's New England Patriots are being run. Filthy. Just great. A well oiled machine. Look who look who he drafted. Look who he acquired. Look what trade look what kind of trades happened. It's great. That man so Kyrie Irving out there, I'll take him. Terry Rozier, I'll take him. Jalen Brown, we'll make something of him. Brad Stevens, best uh, best coach coming out of college at the time, we'll take him. As an organization that says, I need to get the best in everything, so you know what? We don't have no problems. I like that. Certain organization get these players like a Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard, love them both, but guess what? In Orlando and Denver, there was not a solid foundation that, that made you mature. That made you say, you know what? Yeah, your athleticism and your scoring ability is great. But guess what? You need to go beyond that. Never did. And guess what? Now late in your careers, nobody really wants you. And I'm upset about that because I, I, I like both of those players. 
Big fan. I want to also bring a new segment called Brainless YouTubers. I told you guys I watch a lot of YouTube uh, shows, podcasts, and I'm big into reading comments. Let me tell you right now, there's a lot of smart people out there. And there's a lot of silly people out there. Some things are opinionated, but some things are just facts. And one comment, I mean, what I'm do? Oh, I'm sorry, let me explain this. So what I'm going to do is, I, sometimes, you know, I, I reply back and I start talking. We go back and forth. You know, nothing crazy. But, you know, I like to tell, I tell you guys I love to talk sports. I'm not going to say no names. But I'm going to read the comment. Talk about it. I'd like to know you got your, your feedback. Let me know. Am I wrong? Do you disagree or agree with this YouTuber? So I'm watching one of the many videos about Derrick Rose and his 50 points. Because now it's just a plethora of Derrick Rose documentaries on YouTube. Uh, what really happened to Derrick Rose and blah, blah, blah. Some of them are just crazy. And the Illuminati. You know, just stop with those. Please stop. We're talking sports here. Alright, I don't want to hear about blood sacrifices and things like that. We're talking about sports. Now back to this D-Rose video. Now in the comment it said, In his peak, hands down, D-Rose is better than Steph Curry. Now, some of you are saying, what's wrong with that? The reason why I call them brainless is afterwards... Certain things like better handle. Have y'all seen what Steph Curry does with a, with a um, handball blindfolded? He said better handle, better jump shot, and hops. That's why I said this was brainless because if you watch basketball, if you watch basketball, we all know Steph Curry does not have hops. As great as the player as he is, he barely has ankles. Have y'all seen the cast on his sneakers? Come on now. Better handle? No. Jump shot? No. Athleticism? Yes. To to the hundredth power. Nobody hop steps from the three point line to the to the, to the paint like D Rose. But guess what? His body wasn't made for it. I met D. Rose in real life, actually. He was in New York. It's actually coming off break. It was around Fifth Avenue. Cool dude. Said what up. Gave me a dap and everything. I'm 6'1". He was my height. That takes a toll on the body. When he was in New York and he put on that little slam dunk contest, I loved it. And I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> we supposed to hate Chicago. I was a huge D-Rose fan. That's why I was happy about him getting this 50-point game. But let's keep it real. He's not jumping up there no more. He still has his speed. His jump shot has improved. His handle has improved. But Curry's a better passer. Um, skill and talent-wise, there's no question about it. I, uh, Curry has it. Both good clutch performers because you saw what they can do in college and in the NBA. But if you're talking about in his peak, he's, I, I don't know. Yeah, we've seen 50-point game from D. Rose. Uh, excuse me. Took him a whole game. It took Curry 51 points in three quarters. 
that's it. That's all I got to say about that one. Sorry. That, that was crazy right there. I don't agree with that. Totally disagree with that. Um, Do you guys think Bradley Beal is better than John Wall? Read a comment on that. I was watching a lot of things about the Wizards because I, I like their team. Big John Wall fan. I don't agree. Bradley Beal is better than him. Poor man is Michael Red. Right-handed. And I'll leave it at that. Not too much to say about Bradley Beal. Such a sharpshooter, but why we don't hear no noise about him? When you think of sharpshooters, you think of Curry, Clay. I mean, yeah, Curry, Clay. Um, what you call it? J.J. Reddick, Kyle Korver. I've never heard somebody say Beal. Maybe in like 10th spot. Shit, we hear more about J.R. Smith being a sharpshooter. More about Swaggy P than we hear about Bradley Beal. Playoffs. It's got to count. It's got to count. I was watching um the Stephen A. Smith show. He said something interesting. He was talking about Melo. You know, a lot of you guys are hating Melo the last few years. Hating, hating this man. And I think it comes down to what Stephen A. Smith was talking about. He chose money over his career. Sure, he didn't say it like that, but so to speak. So it said basically, instead of playing with OKC, he could have played with LeBron if they're that close. But LeBron, you know, obviously, if he wanted him, he would have had him. But guess what? Not a lot of people want to play with LeBron, Steven. You forgot that. And let's not forget that this was this man's rival at one time. He's here the game winning LeBron in Denver and made LeBron cry. Go to the locker room. Check it out on YouTube. Sorry for talking bad about y'all. Go. For you LeBron fans. Listen. When it comes to money. And what a player can earn. I don't think nobody has the right to say anything. Yeah. Probably would suck. But guess what? I'm not playing. I'm not playing any two games. I'm not away from my family. Most of the year. Not enjoying a hamburger. Cheeseburger. Because I got to stick to a diet. I got to go practice. I got to go do this every day. To maintain top of my game. That's what you have to do. And you should be paid for it. You should be compensated well for it. I I don't see nothing wrong with you wanting your money. Listen, if you feel like, hey, I may never get a chip, go for your money. Why not? Kobe took a lot of money his uh, last contract in L.A. He got some backlash for it, but guess what happened um, a season and a half afterwards? Hurt himself. He had to retire to me early. I think Kobe would have played another three or four more years. An injury had to, uh, a devastating injury had to take Kobe out. And that's what some of y'all don't understand. You get mad when a player doesn't want to take a pay cut. That's the player. Who are you? You putting your body through that? You seeing your people every day? You drinking and doing what you want to do every day? Enjoying your life? They make all this money and to a degree, some of them can only enjoy it to a certain extent if you're real about it. I heard Floyd Mayweather say he he don't drink. He'll have one glass of sparkling champagne after a fight. Tries to keep his body great. Ray Allen talks about, um, you know, not eating hamburgers and french fries. 
Because you got to do what you have to do to stay on top. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some of you guys are mad. and Everybody's going to be San Antonio, Tim Duncan, and just say, you know what? We got a good thing going. Yeah. Because you know what? If that was the case, Golden State probably be together forever. Do you want that? Because I, I tell you right now, if everybody on Golden State said, I want a pay cut, all you haters out there who can't stand this team being together, you'd have to deal with them for another five to six years if they all wanted to take pay cuts. UKD haters out there, praise God, he wants a he wants a max deal. Cause Golden State can't give it to him. Or they can, but it depends. Guess what? Clay is up. This is good for competition. Sometimes let, let these guys take their money. Same thing with this Le'Veon Bell shit. Don't, don't ever talk about a man's money, especially in football. Yeah, you get endorsement deals and, and all of that. But guess what? Money doesn't last forever. And the value of the dollar has dropped like crazy. At some of these places, if you're in New York, you got crazy tax. And if you don't want to end up like Wesley Snipes, pay the damn bail. I don't agree with Stephen A. on that. These players need to sit there and make their money. Some other players, eh, they don't mind. Because you know what? In San Antonio, there is no market. There's no nothing. I don't care where Tim Duncan went. He wasn't going to get more endorsements than what he got. He didn't have the charisma. And it's about your brand. LeBron James, hey, it's a difference. Some of y'all are like, oh, he took a pay cut in Miami. LeBron got paid before he even stepped on the court. Let's not forget the shoe deal. 2003. Not everybody's LeBron James. You tell me what you what you think is right. Should a player go for the money? Or should he just say, F it. Let me go for my career. I get the money later. Because you can end up like Isaiah Thomas. Not, not everything is promised tomorrow. We saw he chose the game and look what happened. It's business, but Boston did do him dirty. It's business, baby. Great episode so far. We got more to come. I got special guests joining me in a little bit. And you know how we do. We're going to end out smooth. But stay tuned a little bit because we got some more people coming on. When it's cold outside, who are you holding?